In this short podcast, we're releasing the audio from Doc Rivers and Daryl Morey's exit interview press conferences on Friday, so you have a chance to listen to their comments in full. Rich and I will be back for a full podcast in the next day or so, breaking down the Sixers' sudden, infuriating, and quite frankly, unacceptable end to a once-promising season. Enjoy the podcast. Well, we're sick. We're here. Um, we have big aspirations. I know our fans do as well for the team, for us. Uh, Josh and David have huge aspirations, and that's that's why we're here. That's why we do this. Um, so it's tough to be here right now. Um, still still emotional you know doc met with the team and the locker room and that'll stay there but it was an emotional locker room um and look we're we're excited about what we can build from here um we got we think a lot of things that we can improve on and that's on myself that's on elton that's on coach rivers um we're gonna figure this out um, but we feel like there's a lot to build on. Um, we, um, we've got Tyrese Maxey, who I think took a huge leap, has been beating expectations, you know, since he got to the league and in before it and puts the work in. Uh, Tobias Harris, um, you know, I thought we got some of his best basketball. Joel is playing the best basketball of his life and obviously went through some challenges that was a warrior we think a full year of James we can unlock what he brings us um, that said we know we have to improve um, Elton the staff we got our work cut cut out for us um, credit to Miami uh, look they they brought it I mean they I think the best organizations take a step back uh, and and learn from our losses. Um, those guys have been building for years. They've done a tremendous job. So credit to Miami. And um, you know it hurts to have to lose to them, but they, you know, they really they really went out there and took it. And uh, we need we need some of that toughness. Uh, we need you know a lot of what we saw from them. And look, we can do it. Um, we've got a lot of resources. Um, we've got a lot of flexibility. Josh and David give us, you know, every ability to um, go out and do what we need to do. And that's why right now hurts a lot because we know the fans' expectations, our own expectations for ourselves everything's being provided and we did not achieve what we want, which is a championship. And we're not afraid to talk about it. That is the goal. We have one of the, one of the best, if not the best player on the planet. And we have to do more, all of us. And uh, yeah. You want me to talk now after that? So, <laughs> that was pretty uh, long there. Sorry. No, no, I'm joking. It's uh, I agree. Like, our goals haven't changed at all. Um, you know, uh, I took this job because I believe that we can turn this organization and uh, change the culture uh, in this organization. I think we're doing that. 
uh, and change the team into a championship team. Uh, as I said last night, winning's hard. Um, and, but you have to be willing to go through it. Uh, you have to be willing to climb the mountain. Uh, you have to be willing to fall and get back up and keep climbing. Uh, and then that's your goal as an organization. So for me, um, nothing has changed in that goal. Um, you know, there's no guarantee you're going to win the first year, the second year, the third year, but you want to. Um, and I told our guys today, don't be shy of saying that. that there's nothing wrong with, with voicing to yourself that you want to win. And, and your goal is a championship. I think a lot of coaches uh, are scared of that. Uh, a lot of uh, teams are scared of that. Um, I want us to not be. Um, you know, uh, same thing with our fans. Our fans are thirsty for a winner. Uh, they're no more thirsty than me. They're no more thirsty than all our players. Uh, and we match their thirst. We really do. Um, and so, uh, you know, as I say to them every year, you open your heart up as a team and as a coach. And uh, knowing that there's a chance and, and, you know, statistically there's a greater chance that it's going to get broken, but it's worth the risk. And that's the best part of my job. Uh, it really is that uh, the chase and to get it right, um, you know, I obviously know how that feels and that burns me more to get it again. And, and that's, that's what we're on the chase for to do. So uh, very proud of a lot of our guys, um, you know, our young guys um, and Joel and, you know, there's weaknesses clearly um, that, that we have to improve as a team and we're not going to run from that either. Uh, and we're going to try to get that right as well. Doc, you said there, there's weaknesses that you guys have to approve. What are those weaknesses? Well, that's something we'll talk about. You know, Keith, obviously, you know, the, the toughness word has, has come out a lot, I guess, over the last 24 hours. I haven't read a lot about it, but I've heard that. And so clearly that's one of them. But uh, we got to get a lot of things, more talent. We got to get the right fits. Um, but we'll do that, and I believe that. What do you think the major reason why you guys uh, lost this series? We just need to improve. I mean, um, it's almost like too hard to answer. So we have to take a step back, work with Doc, work with Elton, work with the staff, and figure out what's most important to address. But. Look, we got beat by a very good team. I think it's one that, um, you know, yeah. We also got beat by a very good team on our best player out the first two games. I don't know how that's, like, forgotten about, you know. Um, and I don't know if Joel was ever right again uh, with the thumb, with the face. He was, he was fighting a lot. So uh, I get that, too. Daryl, a lot of a lot of these guys are talking mental toughness, things like that. I know that's not really exactly something you can just kind of fix in a gym or or anything like that. So just I guess from your perspective, I guess coach, you can chime in as well. Is how do you kind of fix mental toughness to move forward? Well, I think it's something that our players can grow. I mean, going through losses and how you respond to that and how you take it as your own. You know, look in the mirror. I think we all need to look in the mirror and say, how can we each be better? And I know 
our coaching staff does a great job. They challenge our players to do that. And, um, you know, I'm, Joel goes out and is has been better every year since I've since I've been here and over his career. Tyrese, like each guy can look and say, how can they be better? And that that goes for myself as well. And it could come from internal improvement or it could come from acquisitions. And I think we have flexibility in free agency trade uh, resources uh, that are provided to us by Josh and David. And, you know, we'll we'll do whatever we need to do to to make it better. Uh, Daryl, obviously you have a, a long history with James and uh, bring him in here, I guess, how do you evaluate what he was able to give you from February onward and you know, what kind of conversations have you had with him in terms of what it's going to take to both keep him here and you know, obviously under Doc get to the guy that I think you guys probably thought you were acquiring? Yeah, I mean, we're excited about what he can bring. Um, obviously, you know, to Coach's point, a lot of this came together pretty late, and a full off season, a full training camp, a full uh, time where you know everyone can learn um, to you know to unlock like how good everyone can be together. That said, I don't want to minimize. There was a lot of good. Um, you know, we. You know, Joel and James, Tobias, Maxie, that group played very well together. Um, we can play even better. And so we're excited about what uh, that can look like in the future. Daryl, uh, it's a question I get a lot. I thought you were supposed to raise your hand. And I then... did. Oh, okay, good, good, good. Okay, okay. just a second. I'll, yeah. I'll do it when I ask the second one. Yeah. Uh, it's a question I get a lot, and it's a tough question to ask, but can you assure of the people of Philadelphia and us here that the head coach will be a, will be back next year? Yes. Okay, so... Uh, and now a different question. Okay. The di well, <laughs> you get one. All right. <laughs> I'm Go ahead. What do you got? Number system. All right. The, the second one is, you know, the coach is graded and looked at on results. In the last... We two, all are. We all are. Okay, so yeah. how would you grade yourself on the results of this team... And it's the same result for two straight years. We didn't win the championship, so that's the goal, and we didn't meet it. Uh, grading is up to you guys. You guys can grade us however you want. So, Doc, you've given us a little bit of a look inside your relationship with Tyrese over the last couple of years, and the players have told us a lot about how many voices he had in his head early in the season and how lost he might have seemed early in the season. Um, when you reflect, though, on the season that he had as a whole, how proud are you of him and how proud are you to be part of the journey that he's on? Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm proud of all our guys, honestly. Um, whether they reach their expectations or not, um, I, I, as a coach, you judge them on their effort. Um, you know, Tyrese is, is a, uh, in my opinion, is, has a chance to be a special kid. You know, I'm sitting at home last night at 1 in the morning, phone rings and it's him. And so... As you all know by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using the BetMGM lines to make all our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use the bonus code TABASKETBALL, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic. Plus, 
up to a $1,000 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code TABASKETBALL. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game. Claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. 21 plus to wager. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Nevada, New York, and Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Maryland, Massachusetts, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming. Call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-522-4700 in Kansas and Nevada. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. In partnership with Kansas, Crossing Casino and Hotel. In Ontario, if you have questions or concerns about your gambling or someone else close to you, please contact Connects Ontario at one 866 2600 to speak to an advisor free of charge sports betting is void in georgia hawaii and utah and other states where prohibited promotional offers not available in nevada and new york don't forget if you haven't signed up for bet mgm yet use the bonus code ta basketball and you'll get a one year subscription to the athletic plus up to a one thousand dollar first bet offer on your first wager thank you uh daryl one for you that i asked doc last night um I know you've watched Joel for a long time. You've admired him for a long time. But what new did you learn about him watching him play through the amount of injuries and adversity that he's experienced over the last couple weeks? Yeah, the fact he'll put the team first. Um, you know, again, a lot of guys don't don't play with those injuries. Um, you know, I think to be fair to everyone on the roster, a lot of guys at this time of year are playing through a lot, but you know, it was, for me, it was clearly affecting him. And, you know, he, you know, look, he, he had to be out there and came back, uh, led us in games three and four and yeah, disappointing. That yeah, we didn't and I want to add with Joel, it's just, you know, you feel awful for him, honestly, like, you know, last year in the series in Washington, you know, he comes down wrong. Um, and he was never really the same after that. Uh, right when the thumb happened, I, I you know, listen, I'm a realist. Um, you knew that that was going to be a struggle. Like, um, your right hand, your thumb literally has no nothing to keep it in place. I mean, it literally flips back if you try to pass the ball. Uh, and then getting hit in the face on top of that. Uh, I just, you know, sometimes, you know, it's a lot of skill, but you also have to have good fortune uh, to win. You have to have good health to win. Um, and for your best player two years in a row to have to go and play in the playoffs and that being right is difficult. Uh, it, it really is. And, and that's where, obviously, we need to just make sure we support them and keep giving them more help. So when those things happen, we can still steady the fort. Daryl, to kind of piggyback off of one of Keith's questions, just when you look overall at the roster building moving forward, just what are some things that you've identified as far as skill sets, traits, just things you, you want to add or improve on the court? I mean, defensively, um, very important. Um, I guess the reason I'm pausing, because you can tell, is that I often feel like if you go into the off season with like, 
we need to fit fix X, you end up, you know, closing off potential opportunities and avenues. Um, and so, and it's also the day after. So I just think I need to meet with Doc and his staff and our staff and just really get a full picture on what they're seeing um, before before I give an answer like that. And Doc, for you, just can you kind of take us through what an off season is like for you as far as how you go into you know, breaking down film and just kind of... Well, what, what I, I think schedule. it starts with individual development. You know, um, we go through each player. Uh, we, we'll start that today uh, with some of the guys. You know, uh, again, Max wanted to meet today about his plans for next week. Uh, and I refused to meet with him today because I think he should take more off than a week. Uh, but, uh, you know, then also as a staff, you know, we go through, and, and I was telling our coaches, our players this today, you'd be amazed how much coaches go through uh, yearly. Like, there's no suggestion that we've ever heard outwardly that we haven't already talked about a, a month ago, you know. And, but we, we, we discuss, we look at our team. Uh, the tough part is we don't know what we exactly have, you know. But so we look, the first thing is what we can do better. You know, that's what you do as a coach. Uh, that's what you should do as a player. Daryl, um, right here, sorry. Mm -hmm. I was wondering how important you think it is to upgrade the bench, especially so you have more viable options in the playoffs in particular. Yeah, we're excited to do that. I think um, we've had very good success about, you know, finding guys, you know, We'll, we'll have the max resources under the CBA available to us, but a lot of it's going to be finding the right minimum guys, which I think we've had good success. And, um, you know, I, I find that to be one of the best parts of the job is how do you, you know, once you've got your main guys in place, which we do, finding the guys who can fit in. And, I, you know, we need to do a better job, but that is that is the job. That's part of, you know, look uh, – it's part of why I love being in basketball. And we also made a trade, guys, this year. That um, you know, once you make that trade, you add the talent. But then you know, three goes out, one goes. You know, it, it does hurt your bench a little bit. And we understood that when we did it, but we thought it was the right thing to do uh, for the long term. Daryl, you, you've mentioned the word uh, unlocked a few times with James. Do you think that there's a level or multiple levels that he can go up from what he showed over the past couple months, or do people need to readjust their expectations for what he is going forward? Well, I think it's – look, he's an incredibly talented player, just like Joel, just like Tobias, you know, and I'm, I'm excited for Doc and his staff to have a whole offseason, uh, work with the, the players and come up with, you know, the best plan for, you know, the roster we'll have, which we don't know – exactly as we just mentioned the bench how it's, that's going to look and you know which young, you know which players on the roster are we going to you know feel like are core going forward and which ones are the ones where maybe we can get an acquisition it might help so once we have that in place I'm excited for what uh, the coaching staff uh, can you know come up with and versus obviously because of our circumstances you know having it all come together in February Makes it very difficult. I mean, to to try and figure out how to to use the word unlock again, unlock, you know, all the different skills of the players and how they can work together. So is that a is that a yes? He does have levels to get to, or do people need to readjust their? I mean, I think 
we all know he's a very skilled player and we'll figure out how to use him. So. Um, and just one thing quick. He said last night that he plans on being back. Obviously, there's a negotiation that has to go into that. Do you, pretend, do you anticipate any potential issues with that or do you fully expect him to be back next year? Uh, that's the plan is to have him back. That's been the plan since the trade. Uh, obviously, we have to work with his representation and that'll be between us to figure out how that works. And just, Doc, real quick, you got a little emotional talking about Tyrese before. I was just curious, you know, obviously coach a lot of players. Mm -hmm. what, what causes that reaction? I think uh, it's always two ways. You know, uh, I love players who love the game uh, and who are committed to just winning. Um, you know, it's funny. He works to be a better player, but what Tyrese really wants at the, at the end of the day is to win. And you have an emotional attachment to players like that, and, and I always will. Um, uh, I coach that way to our guys, and I try to get that out of them to be emotional, uh, you know, about winning and, and to sell out about winning. Uh, that's been my secret in a lot of ways through success. And um, with him, you don't have to do it, you know. Um, you know, last night he was just hurting. And, and, and for me, that was really cool. You know, second-year player, I know in my second year, I, can't, I don't even know if I even felt anything. You know, I was too dumb to know it, you know, and – uh, so it was really a cool conversation. Um, Daryl, uh, just kind of like piggyback off of what Tim said. Um, I mean, just for clarity, when, when you look at James right now, do you see him more as a facilitator than what than he was at Houston, James? Look, James is a great player. Like, I don't think we need to get he He has the ability to score, pass, um, yeah, he's 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 a very good player. We're excited for the future with him. So, so you you know you assured um, us that Doc will be back next year. What what really are we strenuously objecting? You want to? No, I'm you wanna, not. Okay. Nah, you know, you just said I assured, and you know, I I just want to know, you know, what was it about? You know, Doc was he like put in a tough situation with the Ben and the, the trade and. I just think he's a great coach. He's a great coach. I love working with him. I feel like um, I'm learning from him. You know, he's he's. Uh, you know, I think Elton and I and him make a great team. And you know, we're gonna see where this journey takes us. But we feel very good about where it's gonna take us, and it's gonna be where we have a very good chance to win the title. Daryl Drewell um, was quick to say yesterday that he didn't really, you know, he's not the GM, he's not the coach, but how much do you value his input as far as team building, as far as him saying uh, the team needs to be a little bit tougher? I think the best teams are having constant dialogue with their players. I think Doc does that a great job with that. Um, I think Joel has, you know, a very um, – I'd say appropriate uh, amount of he has questions. He wants to understand the plan because then he wants to go execute it. Um, and he has a lot of faith in what's happening. And, you know, uh, again, I think it's much easier to execute a plan as a player when you you feel like you're having that dialogue. And that's been how it's been. Daryl, um, jo Joel, after the game last night, he said that, it's not exactly the Houston version of James, and he's more of a facilitator now. I think you probably have a better perspective on that than anybody, um, you know, watching him throughout his career. I guess, um, you know, seeing 
you know, the changes in his games and also seeing him play with your team for three months or so, how does that kind of affect, you know, how you go trying to build around him and Joel? Well, I think a lot of what Joel was saying is that I think I knew it, but until you have a guy on the team, you don't know how good of a passer he is. So I think a lot of what Joel was seeing there was someone who was a better passer than he expected. Uh, I think James did a really nice job um, finding guys, maybe getting the ball to Joel and others on the team more than people might have anticipated based on what they understood. But look, he's he's a great player. I think we, we can unlock him uh, more. Um, and, you know, we're excited for going forward. But, I, you know, he is, a, he is a very good passer, so I'm glad Joel pointed that out. Uh, Daryl, you mentioned after trading for James that it was very important to keep Matisse in that deal. Uh, does the way things played out at the end of the year with his ineligibility um, for the, the road games in Canada and not being a starter anymore, does that change your view of where he fits here at all? And do you see him as a, a long-term piece for this organization? Yeah, I think with, you know, everyone on the roster, quite a few guys would wanted to play more, but you can only play so many. Um, I think, uh, you know, Matisse is someone who's got an elite defensive component. And I think, you know, he would be, he's looking at himself and saying like, how can I improve and contribute in other ways? And in the playoffs and uh, Doc and I were talking about this uh, this morning, you know, the, the players who are sort of extreme, sort of one way type players get it's challenging in the playoffs. It's challenging for the coaches. It's challenging for the players. Uh, I think for Matisse, his you know, mission, which he knows, is how can he improve in ways that makes um, him someone that can make more of an impact in the playoffs. And I think he will in the future. Um, but, you know, yeah, I, I hope I addressed you. I think I answered your question. And he's working on it. I can yeah. tell you that. Like, you know, it is difficult. Um, One-way players are better in the regular season than the playoffs. I think we all know that. But um, Matisse is putting in the time. Uh, we, we hired the right resources uh, as far as staffing, uh, shooting coaches, and everybody. Uh, and more importantly, uh, the right resources, Matisse and his work ethic, uh, you know, he's, he's putting in the work. You know, it's gradual. Uh, it's called being patient. And, and, and we are. Uh, but I think it, it makes us more patient. But because he works at it, you know, we would be less patient if we didn't think he was working at it, you know, and the fact that he's working at it, uh, there were improvements. He became a better cutter this year, you know, uh, he ran the floor better this year, you know, and the next step is, you know, to improve his shot, which we're working on every day. And that's going to be his margin orders this summer. Uh, Doc, just r real quick, in terms of the, the younger guys, like like Paul Reed, um, Isaiah Joe, uh, Jaden Springer, um, yeah. what kind of goals do Big you have laid out for them? Big summer for them, uh, and each guy is different. You know, it's funny, Paul Reed in the, the meeting today, when, you know, I, I really started talking about winning the day in the locker room, like way off subject and usually an exit meeting. Um, and, you know, and the reason we love him is because, you know, I'm talking and about work, and all of a sudden he stands up and he's, starting to like stretch like we're about to start practice right now you know and but his energy and the kid wants to get it right you know and um you know this year with him in particular like just getting him to understand like who he is and 
uh, and how he could be a better player now, you know, uh, it, it, it took a while and it, and it grew. And, you know, he started really focusing on execution and being in the right spot. And he did that. Uh, and eventually he earned minutes. You know, uh, Isaiah Joe, like, I look at him and I look at the shot. And, and, you know, there's so many other things that he has to work on and improve to get on the floor. Uh, but this summer is important for him. Jaden, too. Jaden is young, you know. Uh, 19? Is he 19 yet? Uh, I mean, I, yeah. 19 years old. He was the youngest player in the NBA last year. Uh, he's already got an NBA body. Um, I think, um, and I'm probably outnumbered in this, I think he's got a chance to be an elite defensive player. Um, you know, he has a lot of offensive things he has to work on. So, and then Charles, you know, I love that kid. Like, um, I don't know if he's ready yet. I would say staff-wise, you know, he needs to get stronger, uh, gets pushed around pretty easy. Offensively, he's, he's raw, but not as raw as you think. Uh, I think of, of the guys, he's got the chance to have a, a huge summer. Uh, and, you know, as far as development, we need him to, and we're going to push him. Um, you know, got to get him stronger. Uh, that's the number one thing. Doc, Matisse just said that Danny is different from all other players in that every time he gets hurt, he comes back out onto yeah. the bench. What did it mean to you? You've talked about maybe Danny being a coach in the future, but what did it mean to you? What did it say about his character that he insisted on coming back out for those last Yeah, years? it's just cool. And, and you know, again, I'm, I'm very emotional towards veterans. You know, Paul Millsap again and DJ. Um, you know, there's a chance, like Paul Millsap, uh, it was his last game. It's a chance. It's a chance DJ was his last game. And hopefully, if you know, with injury, the same could be for Danny. And, and we hope none of those are true. Uh, but, you know, having been a player to play 13 years and understanding what you go through uh, to get your body in shape, uh, I thought it was cool that Danny came out. Uh, I think he wanted to be out. Um, you know, talking to him, he was another late night call last night and just talking to him, uh, you know, it was, it, was, it was awesome. You know, um, what I love about Danny is he's played 1,000 years and, and he's still like has this zest to show up every day and play every day and loves it every day. Uh, he has not lost any energy as far as wanting to be a player. And I think, you know, I'm telling you as a coach, you don't get a lot of those. And so he's a valuable guy to have on our team. And obviously when he went out, um, I don't know, that hurt us. Not only just his play, uh, but emotionally that hurt us. Daryl, um, over the last two years since you've been here, you've you know made a priority to sort of get in older players behind your starters like Dwight and and you know this year um, DeAndre, and then you play a team like Miami that has some younger guys like Struess or Toronto. Is it maybe time to value younger, cost-effective pieces behind your starters? Well, I think you need a mix of both, and I think one thing that uh, the coach has done a really good job is mixing. It's not easy out mixing veterans with you know young players who have really taken big leaps forward like Maxi and even Paul Reed at the end, and so I think I think you need a mix and it's really sort of opportunistic obviously between you know what they their potential and and what uh, you know what you know what resources you have to go get them in free agency. I mean this question with no disrespect, 
but I'm, I'm, I'm I ask this. But but, but you're about no, to disrespect no, no. somebody. I'm ready. No, no, for I it. just want to. Okay, so you know, I covered the Sixers in my ninth year. Um, you know, when you two guys came here, you know, Doc, a future Hall of Fame coach, ninth all time in wins. You one of the most renowned executives. Why is why has it been so hard for this organization um, to get out of the second round? And I'm just saying, when you two came, everybody thought it was going to be instant. You, you know what I mean? You thought well, it was, I'll it was going answer to be that. Okay. It's because winning's hard, Keith. You just don't show up and just say, okay, guys, we're moving on. It's hard. Um, we're not the only organization. You know, winning is hard to, to move on. And we had an opportunity last year. Uh, didn't get it done. This year was tough. I mean, obviously, with all the injuries and stuff. So the answers are easy. Uh, it's hard. Uh, we're right there. We've put ourselves in the argument. And that's all you can do. And then you come back and you keep working at it until you get over the mountain. Uh, but just because you, you maybe you want us to or don't, or I think you do, and maybe and the fans definitely do, doesn't mean, okay, it happens. Uh, you know, Milwaukee, you look at them, took two and three years to get over the, the mountain. You know, they kept failing, and then they did. You know, and so that's just the way it works. You know, and, and it's, it's not guaranteed to anybody. That would be my answer. Anything to say to that? No, I thought it's kind of. Uh, Darrell, with Danny suffering this injury that, you know, we're still waiting on whatever the results are, but a guy who was pivotal to the rotation late in the year and also has one of the only movable contracts you guys have if you want to try to, you know, stitch together a, a deal. How much does that compromise your ability to, to change this roster if changes are, are necessary? I mean, we're just mostly focused on Danny right now. Um, he, I mean, he gave so much to us. I was really hoping, uh, you know, the fourth ring on four different teams um, would be here um, this year. So, yeah, I mean uh, – I haven't thought about it. I'm just being honest. Yeah. Yeah, so. I think I focus more right now on his health and yeah. getting him right. Um, you know, he's going to get some news shortly that could be good or bad, and you know, I think that's where our focus is right now. And and, and to our earlier conversation, I mean, he he does bring value on both ends, and that you know showed in the playoffs and how he really really took us you know, really stepped up uh, for the team. And I don't think, you know, I won't forget it. Um, and, uh, you know, he's just, he's someone who's going to be around basketball a long time. He loves it. He's very intelligent. And, um, you know, we're hoping for good news on the injury. Um, but, uh, you know, that was a tough one for everybody. Thanks, guys. Thanks.